unmute. Good morning. There we go. All right. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, welcome to the uh, class, Coffee and Conversate, and uh, got some folks rolling in here. So, uh, Lord, we just thank you for this week. It's been such an awesome week, an awesome week in thankfulness to you. Lord, just an awesome week as you blessed us. Lord, you gave us opportunity to serve this week and serve you and serve people, Father, and we just praise you for that. Thank you so much for what you've done. We praise you and we love you and we just, Lord, we just give you us. We give you our lives right now. Father, we just thank you for that and we praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, turn to uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2. You know, uh, a few weeks ago we preached on options, and when we preached on options, that was, that was a morning that we were going to start another series, but we ended up uh, preaching on options. And then uh, last Sunday at the class Coffee and Conversate, we, uh, we preached on options again and taught a little bit on options, and then we prayed. And so I was asking uh, the Lord this morning, Lord, what do you want us to do? And he said, I want you to go right back to it. So uh, we want to look at these verses. These are the verses that I uh, had brought up last week in this and that Sunday morning. In, first, in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 1, it says this, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Now, one of the things I want to point out to you, we're going to go on to the verse that says, be a good soldier, right? And that means we're going to be a good soldier. That means that we're going to not get entangled into the world. We're going to take our orders. We're going to be obedient. We're going to do what he says do. Now, how are we going to do that? How are we going to be able to do that? Have you ever been going through life and it's like you're trying, trying to do what's right and you just can't seem to do it? I've been that way. I've been in that place where I just don't feel like I can, I can do everything God's asking me to do. This verse, verse 1, holds the key. You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. It's the grace of God. It's the love of God. It's the manifestation of His love that's going to help you out. It's His, it's his love that you receive and decide, you know what, I'm not going to be strong in myself, I'm going to be strong in the Lord. You know, one of the things that we have to recognize is this. A lot of times, uh, you know, I've noticed when people are getting free from addictions and temptations and stuff like that, I've noticed that there's two different things. Most of the time we lump it all together into one thing and we say, are we still hooked on it or are we not? All right, but here's here's the thing. You actually have two things that you have to break in that situation, and knowledge of this will help you out a lot. Number one, spiritually, the bondage has to be broken over temptations and addictions, and the power has to be released to break that hold that it has on you. Okay. Now, a lot of times that happens in church. Now, what's not broken necessarily is, he tells us in the Word over and over again, is to now make the decisions in the strength of Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. He says that Christ will, you put down the flesh. So the second area that needs to change is the habit. 
Okay, So just because you are not spiritually held under that anymore doesn't mean that the habit's not going to try to present itself. For example, let's say that I'm in an addiction, all right? And I come to church and somebody prays over me and the, and the spiritual bondage is broken. Now, I can't necessarily see that. Maybe sometime I can, maybe I can't. But that spiritual bondage is broken. Now, I have been in situations personally myself where I go out the next day and the habit's gone too, all right? I've also been in situations where I go out the next day and the habit is not gone. My flesh is still yearning for that thing. Now, the difference is in both of those, the devil no longer has a hold on me. It takes me to say, nope, I'm not going to do that anymore, okay? I'm not going to do that. I'm go- I have to make a choice. Now, if the habit's gone, I still have to make a choice. I, one time I, I used to uh, smoke, and uh, I remember I went up before the elders of the church, and it said, is there any sick among you? I said, guys, this to me is like a sickness. It's not good for my body. It's a habit. I said, I need for this thing to be gone. I went before the elders. We were having a men's group. The, the elders prayed over me, and the habit... The bondage, everything, gone, just like that. I was like, praise God. Well, about a year later, I made a bad choice and stepped back into it, right? And I was like, and it was stupid. I get it, stupid. You, you know, you can, it's all right. You can say that, Brian, that was dumb, and it was. And I stepped back into it, right? That was a choice. Now, what put me back in that place? Was it the habit? Was, the, was it the addiction? Was it the bondage? No, It was a choice that I made. I saw something. I wasn't, it it wasn't even a big addiction. It was just, I'd like to have that again. And I made a choice. All right. So it wasn't the bondage that, that, you know, that was so strong I couldn't get over it. It wasn't that. I didn't have a daily habit going, oh, give me, give me, give me that. I didn't have that. It was a choice. All right. So now I had a new. Fast forward a little bit, here I am again. I, I'm like, well, I got to the place where I wanted to give that up, so I went before the elders again. I sure would like for this to be gone. They prayed over me, and it seemed like nothing changed. The habit was still there. My body was still yearning for this stuff. But the difference was the power of it had been broken, but I had to tell my body no during the habit. Here's, here's the basis of it. Christ has set you free from any bondage. And there are anointings in the church and in the people of God. And even within yourself, if you're born again, you can lay hands on yourself and break that spiritual bondage right there. But that doesn't mean that the habit is necessarily gone. Your body may still yearn for it. It may not. But you are now empowered to walk out of it. That's the difference. If you're in a jail, it's kind of like this. The, the strength of Christ is the key, okay? And if you're in a jail and you're all locked up and you can't shake it, you can't get out of that, that jail cell yourself, right? But then Christ comes along and he unlocks it, but he doesn't necessarily open the door, you know, according to our fleshly eyes. You have to see that with your spiritual eyes, 
Okay? And so it looks like you're in the same place, but the door's unlocked the whole time. The question is, now you are empowered to step out of that thing and walk into freedom, but he's told us over and over and over again, you do it. Put on the grace. That's what putting on the grace is. Okay, That's saying, I know that no matter what it looks like, I may be in this jail cell, this may look hard, it may look tough, it may look like i got nothing going on, but I know that that door is open for me through Jesus Christ. I know that grace has opened and unlocked that door, and by God, I'm stepping through. And you step into your freedom. When it looks hard, when it looks like you can't do it, put on the grace. That's what it's talking about. Put on the grace. Make a choice that I'm going to put on Christ. It's not me doing it. It's I'm just making a choice based off of what he's done. Amen? Do you get something out of that? Praise God. Therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also, and trust these to faithful men or faithful people. In other words, if you're going to be doing these things, you need to be a faithful person. That no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, I'm going to make the right choices. I'm going to step outside of bad habits into the good habits of God. I'm going to be a faithful person. All right, You have to be that. In order for you to be who God wants you to, to be, he says, entrust these to faithful men. Entrust these to faithful people. Okay. In other words, if you're sitting here, you're listening to this, but you're really not being faithful in your life, you're really not, you're really not doing that, you're not going to be able to put this on because you haven't made the, the, the uh, less complicated choice of being faithful first. You need to decide, I'm going to be faithful to God. No matter what, I'm going to do what he wants me to do. You, you start walking in that, and then you can start walking into the depths and the power of God that he has for you. But the first thing is, you know what, I'm, I'm giving my... It, it really is just this. I'm really for real. For real now, this is it. For real. I'm going to make Jesus my Lord. He really is going to be Lord. He's going to be the director of my life, not just... Not just somebody I like to worship on Sunday or Wednesday and tell people that I know him and I am one of his. I'm actually going to let him make the decisions and then I'm going to follow that. I'm going to be a faithful person. Well, now you can step into some things in God that's awesome. That really makes a difference in the lives of people. But it takes us getting very real with this thing. You know, the whole... The whole uh, subject of options is this we have to have options in order for us to be in love if i if i don't give you an option on something i'm not giving you a choice all right all right jeff you know here you got this way or that way but only this way is the way you're going to do it okay that's not love that's not options all right but if i present you hey here's this way here's plan a here's plan b Plan A is love, plan B is not. Now you get to choose whatever way you want. Now we have love opened up to them. Okay? Plan A is right, plan B is not. Or maybe plan B is really close except for this one little vein because it suits your flesh, you see. 
You get to choose which one you want. Now you have the option for love. Now we have the option, but as Christians, this is what it's talking about here in in a couple of verses. As Christians, we need to see that we don't have an option. In other words, we need to voluntarily say, the only option I have is to follow Christ. The only option I have is to do things His way. The only choice that I have is to step into His stuff by His power. That's the only choice that I have. Verse 3, suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life so that he may please the one who enlisted him as a soldier. No soldier in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life. No soldier in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life. Does God look at you as being a soldier in his army? It's obvious that he does. Are you enlisted in an army? Yes. All right, then you are, you are a soldier in God's army. If you're born again, you're a soldier in his army. No soldier in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life. We've got to find the balance between living our life but not being entangled by it. Living in this world but not being entangled by it. I'm not going to let the cares of this world rise up and choke the fruit off that God has planted in me. I'm not going to let that rise up and choke the fruit. Okay? Let's go, uh, well, let's just keep on going down here. Yeah. Uh, Same chapter. And verse 20. Let's look at this in uh, the New Living Translation. uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20. 20 through 22. In the New Living, it says this, In a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver, and some are made of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions, and the cheap ones are for everyday use. Which ones do you want to be? I want to be the special ones. I want to be the ones made of gold and silver. I want to be the faithful person, empowered by grace. And watch what it says about this person. If you keep yourself pure, you will be, this is a promise now, if you'll do this, this is a conditional promise, if you keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. You will be. Here's another promise. Your life will be clean, and I love this, and you will be ready for the Master to use you for every good work. How many people want to be have a clean life, be, a, be used for honorable use, and how many people want to be ready for every good work? I mean, if God has it, I'm ready for it. 
But how do we do that? There was a condition. What's the condition here? It says, if you keep yourself pure. That means if you keep yourself from being entangled in the affairs of the world, in the affairs of the flesh. You know, if you keep yourself, keep. And then it says this in, in uh, verse 22. It continues, run from anything that stimulates youthful lust. Instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. Enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord with pure hearts. Now, I know this to me at one point meant it said run from anything that stimulates youthful lust. This is a great example and description of, of the way that secular music, at least at one time, used to affect me. And it's not as strong anymore, but I still don't mess around with it because it says run from anything that can stimulate that. You know, run from anything. Here's what would happen. Here was the process. I would listen to the radio. I would hear a song that reminded me of another song, or maybe it was the song for, of things that I used to do that was in my youth that was not good, Right? Before long, I'm meditating on things I used to do that were not good. Before long, I'm doing the things I used to do that were not good. Well, I found, I asked the Lord, help me. I don't know what's going on. And this was just one of the things. But I found that for me, I'm not saying this for everybody, but definitely for me, this was a trigger. And when I would listen to secular music, it would start a process, and before I know it, I would be, you remember the, I got free from cigarettes, and then I started again real stupid. This is one of the ways it happened. Because when I was young, I used to do that, and then I'd listen to some music. It'd remind me about those days. I'd be thinking about how fun those days were. They weren't fun. They really stunk, but I didn't know that at the time. And my flesh wanted to tell me that how, how fun and glorious that was. It wasn't fun and glorious at all. It really stunk. And so here's the thing. It would remind me, well, what, what's my job as a Christian who doesn't entangle himself with the things of the world? I've got to run from anything that stimulates youthful lust. In other words, I've got to see that I don't have a choice of whether or not to turn that music on. I don't have an option because I'm only going to do the options that are right, that are leading me to godliness and holiness. So I have a choice to listen to it or not, but I'm not, I'm not going to act like I have a choice. That's love. And, and here's what, in that process of doing that, over the period of time, the Lord was able to grow me up because I wasn't hung up and entangled in all the junk. Now that I've, I gave myself in that way and in other ways, it, it allowed me to grow up to the place where God finally said, hey, I want you to pastor a church and help people. Why? Because I made choices early on that helped me get to that place, that helped me get free from the world's entanglements so we could serve God in this way. So you may be thinking, well, that's my choice. I can do that or not. And it has nothing to do with anybody else. That's wrong. It has everything. Because when we run from these youthful lusts and keep ourselves pure, we make ourselves available for every good work in God. The problems that we have in this world is not necessarily the world in itself. It's the Christians who aren't running from every youthful lust, who aren't keeping themselves pure, who aren't ready for every good work so that when somebody needs something, they're not ready to, to let the power of God go because they've been entangling themselves unlike a good soldier. They've been saying, I got options. 
I got options. I can do that if I want to. You need to see it where you say, actually, I don't have options. I got one option, and that is to go after God with everything I have. To go after God with everything I have. I'll remind you of this uh, in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 1. We'll finish up with this. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 1. Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on the earth. Verse 3, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Your life is hidden. You want to find more life? Then find Christ. Get into Christ. But see, it says set your mind. Keep seeking the things above. Set your mind on things above. See, when I was listening to that music, it seems like, well, that's fine to listen to that music. I mean, that's not a big deal. Yes, it is. It is a big deal. Whatever the Holy Spirit convicts your heart of, it's a big deal. At any point that the Holy... Listen to this. I don't care if it is, you know, how you stand. When the Holy Spirit convicts your heart of that and you say, no, you're in direct rebellion to God. So it doesn't matter what item he brings up to you. What matters is, is he asking you to do something? Is he putting a choice before you to love on him or not? And you're choosing, if you see yourself as having options, and you don't go with him, you're choosing to not love God. Well, I, Brian, it's just, I, it was just a crumb on the floor. It was more than that. Because of who asked you. Brian, it's just one song. It's more than that. Because of who asked you. Brian, it's just one Sunday or one Wednesday. It's more than that. Because of who was, con who was convicting you to be there. It's more than that. Brian, it's just, it's just one beggar. I just, it's more than that. Because of who's asking you. It, it kind of shows us the esteem or lack thereof that we're putting on God. To, for us to just go, eh, you know, it's, this, is, this is my choice. This is my, my time. <laughs> this is my time. You know, this is me time. We're, we're showing how much we esteem God in that moment. We're showing because I'm, I'm thinking, see, here's the thing. We don't really stop to think about this. But let's say that God is sitting here in the flesh, and we're all like, Wah. and then he says, stop listening to that music. Then we go, oh, okay, okay, all right. But because it's the Holy Spirit, and we think it might be just us thinking, but it lines up with the Word, we're like, well, that's just me thinking that. I don't really have to do that. No, that's, that's incorrect. You generally know that it's the Holy Spirit. And we're saying, uh, I don't want to listen. This is me time. This is, this is my stuff. Is Jesus the Lord in that kind of situation? Or is he Lord in 
speech only. That's where we've got to get real. And you know, and this is what I said earlier, the reason why the world really has the problems they have is because Christians haven't done that. So we're going to be the kind of people that says, man, when God tells me something to do, I'm going to do it. I am going to run from youthful lust. I'm going to keep myself pure. If God asks me, I'm going to say yes, yes, yes. And I'm not going to view any other options besides that. That's it. I'm not going to view any other options besides what he says. And now I'll be ready for every good work. Ready for when somebody has a problem and they come. I'm ready. I'm going to stop, stop being selfish about me time and my stuff. And that when the Holy Spirit convicts my heart, I'm going to recognize who it is. And I'm going to esteem him. I'm going to esteem what he's asking. It may seem like a little thing, but it's much more because of who's asking. I'm going to say, all right, Lord, you've given me options, but I choose to see only one, and that's your way. That's loving on people, loving on you, you know, doing what you've asked me to do, growing in you, maturing in you, learning. Your word tells me I need to grow up inside of you. I need to, I need to get, you know, I need to pull up my big boy britches and, and I need to be, I need to grow up spiritually. And so I will. I'll give myself to growing up so that I'm ready for every, every good thing that you have for me. I don't have the options. I just have you. And it's not just you. It may just affect you in that moment. But if you multiply time out, it's more than just you that's being affected. You know, most of y'all know the story about the crumb in my house. I'm eating, the crumb falls on the floor, and the Holy Spirit says, you're going to pick that up. And my thoughts were, this is my house. <laughs> I don't have, I'm relaxing today. I don't have to pick up a crumb in my own house if I don't want to. Of course, that's wrong, especially considering who was talking to me. But that was my thought. Honestly, that was what I was thinking. And the Lord says character does what's right. No matter what time it is or who's looking. And I was like. And picked it up. Now here's the issue. That day was anybody affected besides me? Yes. Yes. Number one, because I can preach that story now. But that day, it seemed like it was just me. This is my house, my time. But the choice that I had affected a lot more than just me because the character that I decided to pick up that day affected more than just my life. It helped make me ready for every good work. I still miss it at times. I still have moments where I'm like, do the wrong thing, you know. But we've got to grow in this. We've got to practice righteousness. We've got to practice setting our mind and our eyes on things above.